Okay, so this is part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for, oh my word, April uh, 15th, 2019. I'm adding this in because I had other breaking news come in afterward that was highly pertinent to the part three that I'm putting up. Uh, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday. And I haven't even got my study up yet because I'm so overwhelmed with content and information. But uh, just looking and, and, and just I'll throw my two cents in this whole thing with the Notre Dame uh, fire. It's obviously Islam. There's been over, according to their own statistics, over 350 attacks on churches in France just since the start of this year. In Europe, over a thousand. I mean, we're we're only into April, and they've threatened to do it. They've already there's already been plots. I I saw somebody was in custody last night, but you'll probably they'll probably disappear them, and you'll never hear about any of it again because they've got to keep pushing the narrative that Islam is puritanical and wonderful and never does anything evil. When they're avowed to destroy Christianity and the Jews and Israel and all of the things that are in their unholy books. So, again, more lies. Now, Jones has today as his one of his main things, and I, I you know, I'm just hearing about this. Uh, red alert, Trump is handing control of the Internet over to the U.N. and the E.U., and we only have months to stop it. So, um, this is further confirmation that of everything I've been telling you, particularly as of late about Trump. I don't know whether the guy was always wicked to begin with or whether he was turned, whether somebody got to him, whether he was cloned. I don't know. All I can tell you is that really since the start of this year in particular, he's, I mean, it's just like we're dealing with a satanic entity. He's saying one thing, still doing some seemingly good things on the side, but then the reality is is what he's enacting and putting in place is, you know, going to be the crux of the um, of our destruction. And if he's handing over the control of the internet to the UN and the EU, then you know, when they totally ban all free speech or any kind of dissenting opinions, any kind of alternative media, any kind of Christian uh, theology, well, then um, he can say, well, I can't do anything about it. It's under their control. And, you know, I strongly protest what they're doing, but I won't be able to, you know, just like he's strongly protesting what is supposedly going on the border, even though he's signing all the legislation to incentivize it and make it happen. So talking out of, you know, saying one thing, doing another. Actions speak louder than words. And um, this is what we're dealing with now. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and play a... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play a um, audio that Dave Hodge just put up yesterday. And um, this is going to greatly dovetail into the part three of the teaching that you just heard if you were listening to these in consecutive order. 
and it's called Red Dawn Invasion Plans Being Made Now Along with FEMA Camp Preparations. The Common Sense Show has spent the better part of the entire 24-hour news cycle investigating the following story, which has many moving parts. The investigation up to this point of time accumulated in a late-night interview with Paul Martin of RevolutionRadio.org. So I'm going to play about 35 minutes of this, and this will be my fourth and, I believe, final part of the study. Okay, so this is uh, Breaking News with Paul Martin. Time you're listening to a special report of breaking news from the Common Sense Show, and that news is going to be coming from many, many different avenues, angles, venues, people, and this is something I've been working on all day as I'm trying to get my regular stuff done, but this is earth-shattering, it's uh, life-changing, and uh, this is going to be something you're going to want to send far and wide. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Paul Martin's going to be joining me. We're going to recap what we have <clears throat> with each other, and uh, we're going to not speculate. And if we do end up at a speculation point from connecting the dots, we will say so. First of all, there are a couple people, good people, great people with great businesses that make this possible. And I'm talking about this show possible. The first one, Dave.com. And I'll tell you one thing. If you haven't converted your soon-to-be worthless cash into precious metals like gold, you need to do it, and you need to do it ASAP. I don't know how long we have until some of these events we're going to talk about unfold, but I don't think we have a year. Some people say six months. Some people say six weeks. I don't think it's going to be six days. I don't think it's going to be that soon, but things are lining up. So what can you do to convert your soon-to-be worthless cash into gold? Well, you can give my good friend Steve Quayle a call at 406-586-4842. That's Steve Quayle, Renaissance Precious Metals. The ad is also on the front of the CommonSenseShow.com website. Our good guest, great friend of the show, Paul Martin is with us. Paul, welcome to the show. Uh, this was kind of an impromptu thing we've thrown together. So much like a couple of breaking news interviews I've done recently, we may be kind of jumping around a little bit, so we'll ask for some indulgence from the audience because we haven't had time to really script this fully. So, Paul, welcome. And where do you think a good starting point would be? Well, I think you know, the, the, the only starting point is my phone call this morning from a friend of mine, a friend of yours, a uh, great friend of the Patriot community for a very long time, uh, called me, and uh, he has a drop-dead spot where people can leave things for me that they don't want seen anywhere else sure and he checked one of them yesterday and there was a letter in there there are there is as we speak so that would be like let's say you um you've got an informant that feeds you information that you trust and you arrange a place let's say for argument's sake in the woods um that you both know about Let's say it's like a bridge or something, I don't know, in the woods. And there's a spot under the bridge and you you can leave things there. And from time to time you just go by and check it. Or maybe he sends you a signal to say that something's been left there. And then you go by and then you retrieve the information. That's what I believe he's in reference to. A meeting in Chicago, Illinois 
It is all of the leaders of every country south of the U.S. border, all the way down to the tip of South America. It's very secret. These people were flown in privately and secretly, um, and they are discussing um, tactics, weapons, personnel for an invasion of the United States. Uh, a classic Red Dawn invasion that we've been talking about for years. Yes. Yes, understand. I've reported on this many, many times. Um, and he's had a lot of other guests on there, Kathy Rubio. And uh, this is all the, this, this is all the you know, um, this has a lot to do with the invasion. But it also has to do with embedded troops. Fifth column, embedded Chinese, Russian troops um central america south america troops that are embedded sometimes in the caravan sometimes they're just uh some of this could be a frank overt invasion when they're given the green light is that correct paul i don't know if that came through let me try again to reiterate what you just said a classic red dawn invasion the kind that you and i've been talking about for years yes and um, reached uh, had another source call me and uh, was talking about this, and he said, well, actually, there's three meetings. There's one in Chicago, there's one in Texas, and there's also one in California. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're not going to believe how this coincides with what I was given today. Um, I was told... Chicago's an epicenter, and they thought that the Civil War would start in Chicago. And I made the point, well, what about California? And, in fact, I've had this conversation with two different people today. What about California? What about Minnesota? I may have been wrong on the Minnesota thing, but we do know a lot of MS-13 are up there and a lot of ISIS are up there. But Chicago, California, absolutely. The Texas thing makes sense. But I will tell you this, there's a good governor in Texas. It's not like Jerry Brown, California, or what Newsom has become as the new governor. This guy uh, is a good man, but I guess he only has so much power. Chicago, Texas, California. Wow. Um, Paul, I've got breaking news that ties into what could be chaos in California, and this is still an undeveloped story as we're reporting it. But uh, Paul Preston and I have had a couple of conversations today. And, of course, he's the leader of the New California Movement, and he's not far from the Oroville Dam, and the Oroville Dam is having more problems. He has observers up there right now, and they say it's leaking. So don't know what that means in terms of catastrophic consequences that are imminent. Paul told me that he hadn't heard from his people for a couple of hours at the time that we spoke and it is very, very interesting to me that uh, the Oroville Dam is sitting there in trouble again. You know, Paul, they spent $1.1 billion to fix it, and they didn't fix a darn thing. Which is typical. Yeah, all that. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't want it fixed. They want to they make sure they have it as unstable as possible for when they... Um, they probably got charges set up where that'll be detonated... And it's not going to take a lot because it's already unstable. And when they're when they're given the green light, then they just flood everything downstream. I mean, it would be absolute total devastation. Not only would 
you know, thousands and thousands be killed, but it would devastate the food production in California for who knows how long. Wow. It's coming together. Um, did I hear you correctly that you had now two sources that confirmed these meetings? Uh, yes. And, now, one uh, source I know, but we're not going to give the name, obviously. Um, the other source, uh, uh, the other source, is it known to me? Would I know who this person is as well? Yes. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, and I reached out to another uh, longtime friend. Uh, he was a, uh, we'll just say Marine Black Ops, and uh, I was discuss uh, checking in with him to let him know what was going on. And he said, interesting, he he keeps uh, two or three of his old burner phones that he carried doing his job. And he said, uh, I checked my phone the other day, and I got a, uh, had a message left that was left uh, 30 days ago and uh, from a former associate that's down in Florida. And he was telling my friend that uh, they are stockpiling massive amounts of weapons in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. The question I would have, is it for Venezuela, because they have a presence there, is it to facilitate Red Dawn invasion of our southern underbelly, southwestern underbelly, I should say, or both? What's your best guess? Any sources reveal anything? Uh, no. They just, uh, this, uh, one gentleman left a message saying they're stockpiling massive amount of weapons inside Cuba. So... It could be either or or both. Mm-hmm. Well, let me share with you this is from, um, this hits really close to home, and I've been told I can tell the stories, I just can't attribute it to the person. But I'm going to leave out the alphabet soup agency at this point um, because of the sensitive nature of this. Let me read to you a communique that went out to agents and these agents presumably would have a border presence, okay? Um, for the medical threat assessment provided uh, by some communication, I'm not going to mention what it was, they go on and they list areas that agents should be concerned about when they encounter illegal aliens. And they're using kinds of initials and acronyms I'm not familiar with. Is This is probably for eyes only or... But let me read to you what's here. Uh, influenza, um, they're worried about that coming across. Uh, tetanus, um, varsiella, um, and they're telling these people have to get vac uh, vaccines for all of these particular threats. And then they go on to talk about um, PPEs, um, which are, um, shall we say, exotic diseases that could be coming across and uh in other words and let me give you one more thing that i know too these same agents were also um given amazing amounts of ammunition to stockpile in other words they're expecting trouble they're expecting trouble i think on the biological front and they're expecting trouble with armed um insurgents um, why else would they do this? So, Paul, this is going across all lines. 
And let me share one more thing, and I get your comment on this. And and I think I did tell you this earlier today, but I've repeated this story four or five times, so forgive me um, if I haven't told you. Um, in the Washington Post on April the 9th, they ran a story. I was You could have knocked me over with a feather. And uh, it said that the federales are going away in Mexico to be replaced by the Mexican National Guard. And the Mexican National Guard will be basically, my words now, under the auspices of the U.N., who will be providing, <clears throat> are you ready, humanitarian training, which we know is always a cover story for military presence. What do you think about them apples? I don't doubt it a bit. Well, why would the Washington Post put that in? I mean, I'm still scratching my head because they know someone like you and me are going to read this story and see it for what it is. They're not doing any humanitarian training. <laughs> it's Are you going to take prisoners or not take prisoners? Uh, Paul, do you think it's a good idea for the fact that we have a lot of new listeners to the Common Sense Show and tell them about the terrorist-based training camps in El Salvador? Well, that was that was uh, that was your source, Dave. Yeah. Well, Kathy Rubio, DEA, DEA going back to 2014. Um, Kathy Rubio has had presence there, knows people, works there. Um, she kind of moves in and out of those circles because she's able to. And, yeah, they bring together the Sanchez Paredes drug cartel out of Peru. And I was introduced to their existence five years ago by a DEA agent, then confirmed by another DEA agent who reached out to me. And the Border Patrol agent I talked to, two of them I talked to, but one of them in particular knew all about this. But the Sanchez Pretis drug cartel is basically the Peruvian army and the Peruvian bank, and they put together terrorists with the drug cartels, and they married them together. This is actually referred to in the Tucson Daily Star in the first article I could find called, what was it, uh, in 2006, and repeated again almost in the same form in 2010. So eight and four years prior to the last Central American invasion, and they put together these training camps, and they're trained by paramilitary personnel. But here's the rub. Kathy Rubio said she's seen men in American military uniforms, the Army, doing the training, but she's been told by people she knows that they are the CIA. So we have active treason going on among forces preparing to invade the United States. That's the Red Dawn Force. And I'll throw you one more thing here, too. So, in other words, our, our own government's all in on this, and it's all being... I mean, how could we have Chinese and Russian troops inside our borders, in underground bases, and the American government have no idea? No, it's because they're fully complicit. And Trump is on that. He's going to act like he's the, you know, he's the defender of the of the faith, and he's here to... And again, all that's going to do is disarm the the uh, conservative patriot movement. That's why he's here. I'm, I'm convinced of it now. He's here to, to disarm them. And I don't mean disarm them, take away their guns. Of course, that is the ultimate goal. But I mean to get them to let their guard down and think, no, Trump's there fighting for us. Honor. He would never let this stuff happen. When he's, again, the one that signed all, I mean, most of the legislation now that is incentivizing the illegals coming here and the terrorists and the drug cartels coming here by the millions. 
every incentive that you could give, he's given. All you have to do is put one foot on our soil, claim amnesty, and say I'm going to sponsor an unaccompanied minor. And you're here. You get all. We get way more benefits than the average American citizen. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It's becoming more obvious by the day what's going on. You, um, yours, you said earlier when we first talked that your source said that these people came in without um, any kind of identifying material. No visas, yeah. no passports, right? Remember you told us that? Yep. Well, let me tell you what else I know. The Sanchez Paredes, and I got this from the number three DEA agent who served under Steinkampf in Peru, and he was the station chief there, that he, this agent told me that the Sanchez Paredes routinely traveled to Chicago without passports, without visas. See, this is the coordinating agency. Now, they actually go by a name now called the Shining Path, and Paul Preston implicated them in an attempted assassination of Donald Trump, and it caused Trump to cancel his trip to South America. So, I mean, we're pulling together different pieces here of this puzzle. So, um, Paul, do you have anything else before we connect more dots? And again, that was a ways back, and I did report on that, and I think that's when it was a lot more questionable about what, Trump's motives were and again I don't know like again maybe somebody got to him maybe he was always evil maybe he's been cloned I don't know but back then it was it was much more questionable about his intentions now it's becoming increasingly crystal clear if you if you look at the facts about what is going on whose side he's on uh, no that's about it, uh, one of the things that I uh, bounced off of a uh, intelligence guy, and uh, I've had a long day, Dave, just like you have. I got a headache. Um, he said, as we've talked about on the, on the program before, but he said they'll cut communications right before they do this. So you can look for your cell phones to die, internet's done. That'll be your go signal to get home or whatever you've got planned. Uh, when, 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 we, when we can't communicate, we can't talk, it's showtime. I've been told the same thing, not in this particular instance, but in terms of when trouble is going to hit. Do you find it a little bit more of a coincidence that President Trump in the last 48 hours signed an executive order warning America about an EMP and laid out the responsibilities of the federal government? Yeah, I, th I find that with everything that's going on in, in, in Trump's world, uh, I find that extremely important. And it's like, you know, this just didn't come out of blue. I mean, he got some intel uh, or, or some kind of information on the possibility of an EMP attack for him to do that as properly as he did. See, I was always of the opinion an EMP attack would be the two-year-old temper tantrum we're losing, we can't get our way, and the deep state hacks like, well, if I can't have you, no one else will, and they pull the plug on an EMP. But it looks like that they are actually planning to weaponize, and they're planning to move beyond. This isn't a doomsday approach from what I'm getting. This is designed 
takedown of selected areas. Therefore, I don't think it's going to be global. And let me tell you, Paul, where your knowledge comes into this very, very strongly. If you were going to take out as much as you could, you dead detonate two nuclear missiles over mid-continent United States. Trent Franks actually covered that in a public meeting I attended in 2010. That's ex-Congressman Trent Franks. Um, what we know is that, the, as you have said, the Chinese has, have back doors into our entire grid, and they were part of the GRID-X drills for years, and they know exactly where all the bodies are buried. Go ahead and elaborate on that for a minute for the audience, would you? Oh, I, I got invited to a birthday party, and I'm not big on parties, but this guy wanted me to come to meet this gentleman, and and uh, so we visited about what he did and what I did, and and kind of got over by ourselves. This guy was an IT tech uh, contractor for the U.S. Army, and this guy was livid. He said all of the software in the grid is Chinese. He said a couple of key keystrokes, and we go dark. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is coming. I absolutely think that's coming and I'll tell you I think what's going to push that timetable is uh, there is a data dump that was sent to me tonight and I'm not going to open the files because I'm worried about a malicious virus and I scanned it and didn't get a real good response from my scan have you seen the alleged data dump done by WikiLeaks after the arrest of Julian Assange and I looked at the titles of the data files Hillary's emails Obama's background I mean, stuff that could potentially be really damning. Have you seen that at all? Yeah, I haven't read it. I know it's out. I'm not opening it until other people take the risk here, because I don't need my system to go down. And also, too, I think it's an enticement where you could open up child porn, and then you've got a whole different set of problems. So um, I'm treating this with the utmost of caution, but... I've received two of these emails that had these attachments to it, allegedly from WikiLeaks. I fully think it's probably real, Paul, because I do dead man switches. You know I do that. Um, and, uh, no, you've never been a source for me for dead man switch. Let me make that real clear publicly. But you know I do dead man switches. And, um, yep. and people who gather sensitive material and you think you might be the first or the only one, just ask Breitbart and Hastings if they think dead man switches are a good idea. So I would be surprised if Assange did not do that. Um, and wow, uh, I've got more, I think, dots we can connect. Let me go to another communique I had today from another alphabet soup guy. Here's the one, um, I got some serious blank that will come soon, um, telling me that I'm going to be downloaded with info. Uh, we just got 25,000 extra rounds of 5.56 for training and duty load. Is that significant for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that might get your attention. Um I also downloaded this person on the information from the Washington Post converting the federales to the Mexican National Guard. And this comes right out of a major intelligence agency. I've known about the Mexican National Guard for months. Uh, is there any media reporting? And then I went back and told them about the Washington Post on April the 9th, which people can link to that in the morning because I'm putting that in an article I'm releasing. I'm releasing this information in two parts, Paul. Um, 
let me uh, see what else he says here. Okay, this is the one thing I want to get to here. This is something that came from another uh, intelligence source. Um, I broached the topic of FEMA camps, and I'll get into that in just a minute. But listen to this. I, I Here, let me... This is what I said. Um, I got a communication. Says, Dave, you called. Yes, I'm getting information that an old plan is going to be operationalized. One, I am told that Trump will put illegal aliens into sanctuary cities. But I'm being told this will eventually be struck down by the courts as cruel and unusual punishment. And then Trump will have to have private contractors build hastily constructed FEMA camps that I have reported on as far back as 2012 in something called the Seifert Memo, in which KBR, that would be Kellogg, Briand, and Root, agreed that they could construct a FEMA camp housing between 300 and 1,000 inmates within a 72-hour period. And then I went on and I said, I was also told by someone in a parallel agency to you that their fear, and this is mine too, that the when the illegal aliens are kicked out of the FEMA camps and that there's a successful coup against the government and the crazy liberals take over, those FEMA camps are going to house people like myself and my independent media colleagues and all that follow us. Hmm. And uh, let me bounce back here to a response. Well, that's partially what I heard, Dave. Detention centers are to be built near Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio. What do you think of those apples, Paul? Well, I think they're going to have a whole lot of trouble with my brother Texicans. Uh, I think you're right, but... Uh, I, I, I just looking through these other communications I've received today. Um, let me go through. There's one more I wanted to read to you from somebody else. Um, Dave, this comes from another intelligent source. Um, remember when we were talking about a multiple-pronged attack on the U.S.? And, Paul, you remember that article I wrote, a seven-pronged attack? Yes. Um that's what this person's referring to. He said, this weather, I believe, and he's talking about weather wars now and implicating HARP without saying a Project HARP, H-A-A-R-P, for the new listeners. And he goes on to say that um, these storms uh, and hurricanes and sudden dumps of bad weather, he goes through all the devastation. I won't read everything he said about the farms, but he said a million cows lost, for example, all the destroyed equipment, farmland that won't be productive for a generation or longer, mass power outages. Uh, I'm just highlighting all the things he said. And then he goes on to say this, and Paul, this is something that really needs to be out there. He, he talks about Ocasio, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and her global warming threat that life will be gone in our nation 12 years from now. He said, we're broke, we'll have tremendous food inflation, we will see potential famine, and these storms show no sign of letting up, and the damage is only going to get worse. They're going to blame Trump for um, 
not adhering to climate change policies, and they're going to blackmail him, and the implication is remove him from office. There's your liberal that takeover. There's the activist. That was probably the role he was to play all along, though. I mean, I've heard that as a potential scenario for almost since he was in office. So I, I believe he's an actor with a role to play, and that's ultimately, you know, his exit strategy, how, how you know, he's going to go out. ...of FEMA camps once the illegals are expelled from them by a liberal judge's orders. Those are my dot connectors there. Go ahead and comment. And we're thinking on the run here, so if you've got a different view, I think this is a good time to bring it out. Well, I think concerning the state of Texas, um, they would have they they would have to take down the Texas grid because they're on they're on their own system. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as as long as those Texans can communicate, everybody down there hunts. Everybody, you know, is partners on a deer lease and and quail hunters and and they're just a gazillion guns in Texas. So you would absolutely have to sever any communications at all. Okay, so that's EMP territory. I could agree. be, could be. Yeah, you can, you know, you can blow up a bunch of power stations and stuff around the state, and that'd be good enough right there. Um, it could be, a, could be a localized DMP, kind of like the one that hit that aircraft down on the border. Um, we don't know what all technology that's out there, but as long as, as, long, as, long as Texans can, can communicate on their cell phones or whatever, it'd be a bloodbath. You wouldn't, ha- you, yeah. you wouldn't have enough people. Well, if they had two-way radios like, you know, the walkie-talkie, whatever type radios that, that have, you know, depending on what quality you buy, a mile to five miles or whatever. I mean, regarding being able to communicate with your neighbor now, if they did hit him with an EMP, you'd want to have those types of communications in some type of EMP-proof container or bags. Uh, and you can find out more about that on just keying um, EMP containers, EMP-proof containers or bags on, like, YouTube, and you can they'll show you how to build them or where to go to buy them and this type of stuff. So anyway, I just want to throw that in. Let me um, take you back in time to an article I wrote in the last Central American Invasion. And remember the closing of the Walmarts and how it coincided with Jade Helm 15. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. And do you remember how a uh, self-proclaimed but yet anonymous source from the Texas Rangers came forward but he said enough, I had people look at this, and they said, Dave, this seems credible. This is the kind of way it would be expressed. This is the language that I expect to hear. So some people thought this was credible. The person admonished me, because I was all over the Walmart conversions going on, and what, are they going to be FEMA camps or way stations to distribute people to FEMA camps? And why are so many of these closed Walmarts near railroad tracks? And we went through that whole thing. And he wrote to me and he admonished me. He says, look, I'm not saying the FEMA camps aren't important, but you need to get off the total emphasis of this and look at some other things that you're trying to be told by law enforcement. They're telling you we're being overrun. 
by illegals who aren't illegals. They're terrorists. Now, remember, this wasn't a popular topic in 2015. This wasn't something we talked about regularly. We mentioned, oh, by the way, this could happen. It's only become part of our national lexicon publicly with the mainstream public in the last year. And he said, there is enough ISIS and MS-13 and other terrorists here. They can overrun small towns, kill all the police, take over the towns, execute citizens, take down local power grids, and they could target certain areas to further what they wanted, whether they would be food shortages or electrical grid outlets to take down. He, he, he thought that was the real threat. And he said that was the threat they were operating on. So, uh, <laughs> Paul, listen, when you talk about Texas, I've already been educated. Well, you got to remember that, and, and I believe uh, uh, John Moore had talked about this, I believe, on his radio show, I don't know, three or four or five years ago, I can't remember, uh, about the uh, source that he had that had been traveling Mexico and that there was three Chinese military bases down there. He said they had all the gear and the trucks and all the stuff. He said there was no troops down there at the time. But he said, you know, there was a contingency of people that were, you know, keeping the place going and, you know, maintenance on the equipment and stuff. So that's like four or five years ago. I've been told this by truck drivers who've seen Chinese soldiers there. And then you have the Port of Long Beach, and this video disappeared, but I don't know if you ever saw that video where a man was at the Port of Long Beach, talked about how the Chinese had taken it over and they were moving in troops and shipping containers. Do you remember that video? Yeah. Yeah, and it's gone. You can't find it today. Um, surprise, surprise. The other thing that is curious is we'll go back I've been working with um, Alexandra Daly uh, and Marilyn Rupar. And uh, Marilyn used to live in Humboldt County. And man, have I got an education about what's going on there and what the power structure is there. But what we found out in our research, and Alexandra found the same thing, independent of Marilyn, that the Chinese for decades ran drug trafficking in Central America. But as they moved more into the mainstream of nations, they wanted some plausible deniability, degrees of separation from the acts of drug trafficking, so they handed it off to the Sinaloas. And what do we have in Humboldt County that I have documented nine times Sunday? I've done radio interviews with Marilyn and, Ale and Ale Alexandra, and we, we look at what they have come up with is basically the Sinaloas are running the power structure in the Emerald Triangle Three counties centered in Humboldt. Law enforcement's paralyzed. Murders go on. People disappear for sex trafficking. So you've literally got the Sinaloa drug cartel that is running the three-county area. Okay. In this Emerald Triangle where they're growing all this weed and whatever. I mean, this is, this is the state of affairs we have in America. Where whole drug cartels have taken over whole regions of the country. Here. I mean, not like a state, but, you know. But this is what they're wanting to, you know, bring in on a obviously much larger scale. Taking the highest disappearance rate in the country, water is being taken, and the suspects have a name, last name that starts with P, as in Speaker of the House, uh, and relatives, and, those, and the water is being carried off to China in sprag bags. And the U.S. Forest Service ran an article. I put it on my website. 
in which they are using toxins, and I'm sure you ran this on your site at revolutionradio.org, and uh, they're, they're keeping rodents and small animals from eating the PVC pipe of the Sinaloa drug cartels in their drug trafficking in Humboldt County. And now the rains are washing these chemicals into the water supply. It's going downstream into the Central Valley. And a U.S. Forest Service article said, one, it's getting into the food chain, and number two, it's poisoning water. Wow. <coughs> and this is the Chinese working with the Sinaloas, and it's the same power structure we're seeing at the border. Would you say it's all coming wow. together, Paul? Uh, I certainly would. And people can go to the thecommonsenshow.com. I, I have numerous artic- articles and interviews there with Marilyn Rupar. I, I, a a two-hour interview ran uh, this last evening on the Common Sense Show, an hour is number one, an hour is number two, uh, with uh, Ms. Daly. And I have to tell you, Paul, the evidence is overwhelming. In fact, there was um, a five-part video put out. I think it was it was either Amazon Prime or Netflix. It was called uh, Murder Mountain. And they showed sheriff's deputies when they legalized pot driving into South Humboldt County, and they hadn't been there in 30 years, and men in motorcycles with uh, shotguns escorted them so they didn't see anything they weren't supposed to see. And one of the deputies, and you see all this on tape. I mean, this isn't me repeating a story. This was video evidence. And one of the deputies go, here we are in America. The law enforcement agency controlling an area is being escorted by criminal gangs. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. Kamala Harris, who's covered all this up, by the way. I've done an article on that with, with uh, Alexandra Daly. Uh, it's just incredible how she's uh, used her position as Attorney General in Alameda County D- uh, District Attorney to cover up sex crimes, drug trafficking, and we got her dead to right. The evidence is overwhelming. So, Paul, sorry to, <clears throat> to rant like that, but the power structure is there. Um, what do you make of all the criminal activity you've had in your area? And I call it criminal when you have Russians shooting at your range, when you have the burkas there, when you have Chinese that walk into your liquor store, what do you make of all this up in northern Colorado? Well, we're, we're kind of the Bermuda Triangle for weird stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, I mean, this, this, well, we've been talking about this for five years. I know. I know. I just, um, I put a call into um, one of my friends up in Fort Collins, and I'll leave their name out of it for, for a moment until I talk to them. Paul, don't you think that with all the weird things going on right now, you'd see anomalous behavior from public officials tied to Agenda 21 in places like Fort Collins and Austin, Texas? Oh, absolutely. Do you know of anything odd going on in Fort Collins? Uh, no, I try not to go into Fort Collins, but, uh, uh, I haven't seen anything odd there, um, uh, other than the Russians like to shop at the Super Walmart between Fort Collins and Loveland. I've heard that and from that's many that, people, yep. And that's where the, uh, yep. friend of mine was, he likes to go down there and just mill around. And uh, he called me one, oh, this has been, what, three years ago. And 
he was in just kind of walking around the store. And these four guys, all of them had beards. Two of them had shaved heads. And they had a barcode on the left side of their neck. Kind of freaked him out. Well, kind of freaked me out, too. And uh, so I reached out to a well-traveled military guy and asked if he knew anything about it. And he said, you know what those are, don't you? And I go, no. He said, those are former Turkish prisoners that go through a psycho eval to make sure that they can operate in a military-type atmosphere. And he said, most of these guys are sick, twisted, serial killers, murderers, rapists, stuff like that. And uh, he was rather rather surprised to hear that they're here. But, uh, yeah, we've had the Gurkhas and these guys and, and you know, Lerma County Sheriffs know about the Russians and uh, all the stuff. And this, this is a typical, this is a, this is a military operation. You pre-position your stuff and then you execute. So they've been pre-positioning for some time, Dave. Well, I'm glad you mentioned. Okay, so that's all I'm going to play of, of the interview. It's really the most pertinent parts. Um, <clears throat> I don't think either of them have got the clue about Trump yet. And But um, you're hearing all of these things that we've been confirming for years, the pre-positioning of troops. And uh, I'm going to splice this part into... Um, the last, the, my last part, my part three, and then you'll hear me right after I stop this, I'll be praying at the end. And, and again, that's really the ultimate thing that individually we need to be doing is seeking the Lord on, you know, where, what he would want us to do regarding, you know, if there's a place he's convicting us to go, if there's something he's convicting us to by regarding preparation, uh, educating others, and seeking the Lord for his protection, repenting and getting as close to the Lord as possible so that we can hear his voice as, as well. So um, you'll hear me pray next, and uh, that's all we have for, for today. God bless you, and uh, we will see you in the next study. So... That's all I have for today. Uh, I'll go ahead and just close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us, Lord. Um, Lord, the, the magnitude and the horrificness of the news seems to grow by every single audio um, we're doing here, Lord. And uh, Lord, we can do nothing apart from you. I am nothing apart from you. And I just pray to God for your divine intervention, Lord regarding all of these matters that we've covered today, God, every single one of them. There's there's too much stuff, Lord, that I've mentioned just today, God, they're just even recovering prayer. But God, you've heard this, this teaching. And I just come into agreement with my listeners that for your divine intervention regarding these matters, Lord, that evil would be pushed back and that wickedness would not prosper and that all the schemes and plans of the devil would be exposed and that you wake up the church, God, that you give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, and that, Lord God, every member of the body of Christ would do as you've commanded them to do. And that we would get right with you, Lord, and that we would prepare for what is coming, because the night is coming when no man can work, Lord, and, 
I mean, obviously the scope of what we've just covered just from this one study, Lord, is beyond overwhelming and beyond anything that any of us could individually do anything about. But collectively with prayer, fasting, and the body of Christ in action, they could move mountains, Lord. But nevertheless, Lord, not our will, but yours be done, as Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane. So... I just pray, God, for your divine intervention, Lord. I, I pray that legions of angels are loosed regarding this matter and that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel or fallen cherub that would try to hinder this prayer or these angels in any way, shape, or form would be bound up and rebuked. And I pray Jesus cast them into the abyss or wherever he wants them to go and that none would be able to come to take their place. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.